everybody. Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. Uh, before I begin with my guest today, we are sponsored by Distill Sunglasses, D-I-S-T-I-L. You can find them at distillunion.com. They do sunglasses, wallets, keychains, iPhone covers, and their, I think it's, I think it's patented maglock system keeps them hooked up to you so you can run around, skate, jump over fences, do whatever you have to do and not lose them. So check out distillunion.com, enter the uh, promo code Barely Legal Podcasts at the checkout and they'll give you a discount. All right, today's show, Dave Decker. He is the second only repeat guest after Gabe Echezabel. I have I have a special place in my heart for creative loafing folk. And, and, then, and then on top of that for Dave Decker, he is like... I don't even know. I don't even know who I would. You're like the Hunter Thompson slash. I don't even know what you are, but you, you're one of a kind. And uh, the reason you're on today, as you know, or if you've been following the uh, social media page, is Dave just got back from Portland uh, last week. I was, you know, sur- surfing Facebook and he said, you know, I want to go out there. I need help. with. What did you say? What was the idea? I don't even know what it was. Oh, I think I was in. Um, Gosh, I was in. uh. Well, thank you, by the way, for that nice introduction. Well, of course, um, you're, you're the man. Oh no, oh, you are the man. Um, you're my benefactor. Oh, I, I, I just, I just like <laughs> I'm sponsor. I'm the little groupie poser. I just am like, oh Ray, oh Dave, oh all these people. I just, you know, pray at your feet. But no shit. Um, anyway, so you let, let me back up. So you have been a big part locally of all the protests that have been going on for the Black Lives Matter. Uh, taken amazing photographs of the protests that have happened downtown and around the Tampa Bay area. And if you have a pulse, you've seen what's going on in Portland. And it's funny because yeah. the thought never occurred to me. And then you posted something. I want to get out to Portland. And I was like, well, let's get you out to Portland. Let's figure out how, how that happens. Yeah, yeah. Like that That kind of blew my mind. That was like, gosh, that was a week ago. You decided like on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. At lunch, you were going to go. And Friday morning, you were there. Yeah, I was I was doing some work. And, and I'm, I'm like, it kind of been like eating my lunch for a few days. Like, why the fuck are the feds in Portland? Are, are going they, after protesters, you know, yeah. and, and then you know, the, you know, the, the, you know, the, the critics are like, because they're burning the federal building, but no, yeah. And then you're like, oh my god, and, and then you're you're watching like people due process is completely ignored, um, no identification of law enforcement. I mean, you know, it's like there's this new secret military walking around. Well, I mean, the thing that's crazy about it is you go back four years ago. And you had all these, you had all these fears of, of what a Trump presidency would look like. And there's all these people said, Oh, it's going to be a military state. Oh, it's going to be a racist he- yeah. heaven. Oh, it's going to be a da 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 da. And people were like, don't be so melodramatic. Don't blow it out of proportion. And goddamn, if it's not exactly worse than the worst fears that everybody had. Dude, it is. I mean, I mean, yeah. you watch those videos of Portland. It's like, that could be the Middle East, Beirut, you know, South Africa, you know, wherever. I mean, it's it's as kind of as bad as it gets. Yeah, it's bad. <clears throat> I mean, uh, did you see uh, like two days ago, Bill Barr? Uh, yeah. Get, did you hear that question he got grilled on by um, that Washington Congresswoman? I heard bits and pieces. I found that it's a lot better for my blood pressure to, to, not, like, to, yeah. to not watch too, too much of that. She stuff. has a great point of question. She goes, why is it that I believe in Detroit? 
um, neo-Nazis, people with swastikas can storm the Capitol with uh, uh, firearms and whatever. No one does anything. Yeah. AKs or AR-15s. I can't remember what they were wearing, but why is it that white militia members with swastika, you know, tattoos or and insignias can walk up to a federal building, a uh, Capitol building. And, you know, that's cool. Everybody just sits on their hands and takes it. But why is it when protesters promoting, you know, advocating for black lives and brown lives and black lives matter or protesting in, in Portland, why is it that that, that requires the, uh, the the federal, you know, the the sheer might of DHS. And well, she asked that question to Bill Barr, the attorney general. And he right, didn't answer. It's, right. It's like, cause, and she answered for him. She goes, because it supports the racist agenda of your racist president. Well, it does. Or maybe it it, it uh, gives a basis to delay an election. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. we're not there yet. We, I haven't heard anything today about delaying an election. I, you know, that couldn't be what it is. But. Um, But I want to get there. I want to kind of finish on the political aspect of it. I want to build up to that's the cherry on top of the Sunday. So um, first off, have you ever been to Portland before? Yeah, I have. Oh, you have. Okay, playing playing music or yeah. So I want to say 1993, 19. Forget how old you are. Shit, I'm like 47. Dude, man, old fucker. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I've been there back 94, 95 with Claire Mel. Claire Mel. Yeah, we were on tour. Not Vaginosaur Junior. No, no. <laughs> Still, I, I wish there was a shirt. The I would band buy. wasn't born yet. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's badass. I, 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 Portland's one of the places I'd love to go to. I just, I, the Pacific Northwest, that whole area just seems super rad. It's nice. Um, but how is it? I don't even know. Why has that become like a hotbed? Is it just because there's the, the protests have taken off more there than other places? I just, how are they selecting where they're putting these troops? I mean, what's it based on? Well, from what I understand about the, from what I understand about the politics of Portland is, um, is, uh, uh, and this is from what I understand, you know, so I don't pretend to be the all knowing. Oh, but, just, um, yeah. yeah. So in Portland is a largely democratic city. It's always been that way. Um, Portland and Oregon, I think have always voted blue, Yeah, always voted Democrat. And, uh, so one one theory is that Trump really won't lose any votes by going into Oregon. Yeah. He's not going to, in other words, he feels like, well, shit, I have nothing to lose. I'm yeah. Like, I can go there and they're not going to vote for me anyway. Right. So let me just go there first. And the theory is um, by going in there, um, excuse me, by, by sh- shaking it up a little bit, it, it's justified to him because the city's mayor is actually the police commissioner. Okay. And so in Portland, you've got um, a, a situation where there have already been protests, you know, protests ignited around the country, you know, following the death of George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd. And in Portland, uh, from what I understand, the, t- the federal building wasn't like a target. The uh, You've got peaceful protesters, and then in every peaceful protest, you're going to have people that aren't, the, the, the instigators they're not, they're not agitators the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right they're, they're not playing the game right those people usually get handled by you know by the by the group so you had situations where 
people were graffiti and doing things like that. So the local police were taking care of it, but the local police were coming out just kind of like in Tampa and they were just macing and tear gassing people for walking in the street. Right. So this is what happens and when police come out and start macing people for just walking in the streets and committing civil disobedience, you're going to get a reaction. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's what they want. They've done it in Tampa. I mean, I've, I've shot multiple protests where People are walking the streets, peacefully protesting, and then, you know, Chief Dugan's people come out and they just start firing on people with um, beanbags and freaking mace. You caught one in the stomach or something, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, Here in Tampa. uh, Yeah, on the 30th, I caught one in the stomach. How did that feel? I think it was a beanbag. It hurt. hurt like hell. Yeah. You know? Because I like to shoot the front line. I shoot wide and close. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're up on it. Yeah. And and then um, the July 4th protests were the same way. I mean— um, that group of people doing that protest, I, 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 I've, I've shot pro- enough protests around all those folks and they're all a bunch of just solid, good people. Yeah. And none of them, I've never seen any of them commit any violent acts. I've never seen any of them treat anybody violently treat. I've never seen them, you know, treat bystanders violently. No, they're all just good, solid people, you know, and it, it, it's the time to, it's, it's a time when people are speaking up and, and that's your American right. Now, uh, there's been an article that's being passed around. It's, it's hard because, you know, 10 years ago or however long you'd see a piece of news and, and you could probably rely on it. Now it's like everything. You got to give it a second, third, fourth, fifth look to figure out, you know, is it legit? Is it what it's meant to be? So if I'm wrong on this or if it's been invalidated or, whatever, you know, forgive me, but it's tough to talk on issues right now. Well, it is because it changes daily, but sources are just constantly. Well, that's just it. But the the guy that they got on video, I think it was in California wearing all black and he had the umbrella and the gas mask and all that. Yeah, the umbrella man. They said that they figured out that he was like a white power guy that was trying to, you know, start shit. So I don't know if that's been definitively, you know, figured out or if that's just. I mean, and that happens a lot. Well, so that was my question to you is, is how much do you think that that's what's happening? That people are. I think. Bad actors trying to bring a bad name to the protests. So on the May 30th protests, I think it was the 30th, though, where you had like that was the original protests um, where champs got champs got burnt down yeah. and stuff. Um, there was a right wing group, not not like a Proud Boys group, but re- sort of related. They call themselves the. Uh, oh, gosh, they call themselves the uh, Boogaloo Boys. And they're basically like a bunch of right wing racist, um, essentially like white, white power people that show up with these Hawaiian shirts. I saw the gear. thing about the Hawaiian shirts and there was an article that tried to explain the thinking there and I couldn't. Uh, they're just a bunch of First Amendment gun right yeah. loving bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Just a bunch of idiots. And they were in town for that. They were walking around that chair in Tampa. Yes. When that happened, those people were in town. So, you know. Even like that, you know, they want to say, oh, yeah, you know, people in the neighborhood, the protesters burnt down the champs. Well, I mean, I I don't necessarily believe that's true. Yeah, I'm not going to say it is true. I'm not going to say it isn't true. But I just I don't feel that that's that I can that we should with 100 percent. Yeah. You know, sincerity, believe that because there's there's too many people out there trying to dilute the message. Right. So with Portland, like when did the seed like when did you start seriously thinking about it? Was it just last week or had you been thinking about it a little bit longer than that? You know, to be honestly, um, a good friend of mine, um, Ashley Dudion, Ash Dudney, he's a good guy to have on the show. He's 
Please, I need guests. Oh, he's great. Send me cool people. He's a fantastic photographer. Okay. So in creative loafing right now, it's awesome because there's like a team of us. I'm going down the byline. I've had you. Yeah. I've had Sinclair. I've had Gabe. I've had yeah. Ray. I mean, I'm trying to get through the roster. There's Ray. There's Ash. There's yeah. there, there's a really great kid named Chandler. And um, there, there, there's Javi Lopez. I Send mean, him my way. I mean, Javi Ortiz. Javi's great. All the all these people are great photographers. I mean, and Yvonne, she's a great photographer. There's like four or five of us, and we're always out there shooting. You know, like July do you see 4th. guys. Do you see each other at the protests? Yeah, 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 we do. We see each other at protests, and we look out for each other. You know. Now I, I don't know what there are other people's backgrounds, but I would have to imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, your background in shooting live music has got to probably put you in a good position for shooting protests because it's almost like being up on the stage without. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, not to trivialize or, or minimize the importance of it, but I mean, you've got. Well, flashes, yeah. dark light, bad light, people running around bumping into you, smoke, all this other stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, more so in Oregon, it really started uh, the uh, the low light, the concert photography <clears throat> skills really helped me out because every, all the protests I've been shooting up until Oregon have been like largely during the day. So I'm not using flash. I'm, you know, keeping my ISO relatively low. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm not looking for any artificial enhancements in light. Yeah. And in Oregon, it was like wholly different ball game. Flip the script. It's dude, it's dark, dark lights, smoke. smoke. I got background lights. So I'm having to like, you know, dance around all these different adjustments. Plus you got fucking people shooting at you. Right. Right. Which is cool because the way I shoot too, is I shoot fucking on my knees and I hold my camera up. So that was really helpful. Yeah. Oh, and I got you a present. I want to give you your present during the podcast. Give it to me on the show because yeah. I can talk about it. But I want to we'll, give do, it to you. we'll when, do it at the end. When you're ready for your present, I got a special right. present for I'm you. I'm excited. I'm excited. So, right. but to answer the question, when did when did you start seriously start thinking about Portland? You said you were talking to Ash or something like that. Well, yeah. So Ashley quote. Yeah, Ashley put this thing. I follow him on Twitter and stuff. Um, you know, all, all these photographers I've met, I just I follow them. I I just love meeting other photographers. And uh, it's cool because it, we all take a picture of the same thing and everybody's got a, a different way of different, showing different it. Different style, different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's just so cool. It's cool to, you know, meet people and have a fellowship with others like that. So anyway, he put this post up and he goes, he, he goes, don't make me go to Portland. And and I hadn't really been catching. Everybody's protesting. So Portland wasn't on my radar. Right. This is probably about two weeks before, a week before. And uh I just started kind of following. Maybe this was when the feds hit. And then I started looking at it and I was like, oh, this is so wrong. Like this is states rights versus fed rights. It's unconstitutional, you know, all that kind of stuff. And this is just like Trump just trying to like, you know, cover, uh, cover his tracks from not dealing with COVID. He's losing votes. He's probably going to try to delay the election, which in all these theories in my mind, like now I'm seeing them all sort of coming true. Connecting the dots. Yeah. Connecting the dots. So, that was when I wanted to do it. I mean, but then that day, I think I had read about, I'd just been hearing about, you know, abducting, you know, citizens without identifying. Yeah. Minivans thrown into minivans. Minivans take it off. Like, and I was just like, fuck this, man. I want to go there. I want to take pictures of this stuff. Like, yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to document it. I want to see for myself. Was this the first time you'd flown during COVID? Yeah. That shit was crazy. Was it? I was super nervous. Yeah. So Would I, just masked up and I mean what they have you sitting uh, a couple rows away from people yeah or? sat away from people I like double masked I, I didn't talk how you feeling people. how you feeling right now I feel good okay good fever. you didn't get that Rona over there so. no I didn't get the Rona and All right. over there you're wearing a gas mask the whole oh there time. you go you're probably better off over there with a the gas mask on the oh, dude, you're not gonna get it. only thing I do yeah you breathe pepper spray no gas no uh 
no, uh, no Corona. So you, you, you left early last Friday morning. So almost a week ago tomorrow morning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I put that post up and then I looked down and then you're like, I think you sent me a text. You're like, how much? And I'm like, don't say how much it is. Cause my wife's going to ask me. No, <laughs> I was like 20 bucks, $20 ticket. That was the best $20 was, airfare. Air, airfares are at all time low. But anyway, yeah. So I come home and. I just, I, you know, I was talking to Greg Dacker and talking to some other people. It's like, I just like cool shit to happen. Like Dave Decker needs to be there. That's, that's just the world I want to live in. That, that, those two things go together, like peanut butter and jelly. Dude, you gave me the opportunity. And like, that was like, that was like a once in a lifetime well, opportunity. Well, the, the picture, right? and I don't even think I've seen them all. You probably didn't even put all of them up, you know, but no, I saw Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the ones that, I saw the ones that Creative Loafing put up the other day. And then I was lucky enough that you sent me a few that, that were taken off your iPhone that looked amazing. No, well, actually, I took all those, but, but I edited them and dropped them in the iPhone. You? Yeah. Then I just texted them. Over. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know if you were that taking them brought in Lightroom because the lighting was crazy. So. Yeah, but it was so badass. I mean, it looks like there's effects or filters or like, you know, with the smoke and the lights bouncing off of the smoke. It's psychedelic. It's just I edit, rat. I mean, I, I edited the way I'd edit a band. Yeah, so yeah. It was always like this huge. It was like I was telling, telling Ray and Colin that I was over at Creative Loafing and um, doing some work. And I was like, you guys, it's in a fucked up way. It's like during the day, it's this festival atmosphere. I mean, it is. It's like, well, and it, I want to get there because it's yeah. almost like going there's a weird excitement I, I'm imagining to it. You almost feel like you're going to an event, Coachella or Burning Man or one of these. It's like that. It's things. So it's like, and it's funny because I, I asked you off radio. I said, "What does everybody do during the day?" Because you never see video during the day. It's like everybody just at work, fucking having lunch, and then at night they gear up and go well, out. And yeah, well, like out in the park. So out in the park. Well, let me let me okay. before we get there. I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to I want to walk everybody through it. Okay. So early Friday morning, you get there. Who picks you up? Oh, so, okay. So I get there, um, and, uh, Ray set you up with Ray set me up with, with Octavio Jones, who's a, uh, who's, who's actually really badass. He's a, uh, he, he's a Getty images. Um, before that you said it was like for the times or something, well, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he worked for the New York, uh, excuse me for the Tampa times. Okay. He was a staff photographer for them for a long time. And um, I think maybe due to some cutbacks or whatever they had, I'm not sure. Fucking newspapers or <laughs> Yeah, I think print. I think print media is struggling, but for whatever reason, he's um, now shooting for the New York Times, contributing New York Times that's a, that's and a, for Getty Images. That's yeah. a fall upwards. Oh yeah, he's like kind of a legendary dude to me. Like he's badass. So he's like, I'm texting him a little bit. And he, I'm at the airport trying to figure out how to public transit. It's a half hour ride to downtown, and then he's like on my phone going, "I'll pick you up." I just love so I what, I, what I love about this. And it's so different from how I live life is you're figuring shit out as you go. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not super organized. My wife is like organized <laughs> within an inch of her life, but like, we know where, where our reservations are. We know, da, 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 da. but I love, I, one day I want to go on a trip where like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how I'm getting there. I don't know what, you know, <laughs> who I'm meeting, who I'm hanging with. So anyway, but, but the, the one thing I want to ask you before you skip over it is when you see him, what does he tell you that you need to get that you don't have? Oh, well, well, he actually hit okay. me up the night before, Okay, but, but he just reinforced it. He goes, he goes, did you bring a helmet? And, and actually Ray and my daughter, Ray gave me a helmet the night before. Oh, did he? Ray met me at like 1030 at night the night before I had, Ray goes, you need a, we need gas mask and helmet. Ray goes, I'll give you my helmet, my skateboard helmet. So you got like a pro tech helmet. I like on. a pro tech helmet from Ray. <laughs> I met Ray like I had like Hooters the Bones Brigade sticker on the back, and you're yeah, yeah. like yeah, I totally <laughs> met him at Hooters. I had my kid, and we're like 
he's like, here, take this. So he went and met me the night before. And I, that was like, and I had to get on an airplane like four hours later. So I had the helmet that he gave me. And then I'm in there with Octavio and I'm like, he goes, did you get a gas mask? I'm like, no, he goes, it's, it, it's that kind of party. He, he, I just remember him saying, it's that kind of party. And I'm like, like, I got to have a gas mask. He goes, you're not going to be able to you breathe. You want to breathe? Yeah. 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 And I'm like, holy shit. Like I do these Tampa protests and there's Mace. And then well, you plus you wear glasses, me. which adds a whole other wrinkle yeah. to the whole gas mask deal. So, yeah. Yeah. So he takes me back to hotel. He, he gives he puts me up on this hotel, which is like in the heart of Portland, like three blocks from the park and the federal building. It's a, it's a, it's called the Dunaway Hilton, but it's like a hundred year old hotel in Portland. Badass hotel. It looked badass. You sent me a pic. It looked oh, badass. Yeah. It was on the 18th floor. Like I could nice. see everything. Did you take any pictures from up there? I did. Yeah. yeah. I took some cool shots. So he sets me up, but I still don't have a gas mask, you know, and this is like middle of the day, Friday. It's kind of early. So I'm like, all right, let me go down um let me go check out the park and i I got my camera i'm like just gonna do, take some street photography shoot some architecture so i go down and walk to the park and the first thing i see is like you know there's this park across from the federal building and there's this huge monument and it's got some like pioneer with, with a oh, rifle Jesus. yeah and it's totally like graffitied and yeah. tagged up yeah and there's homeless folks now portland has a huge homeless contingent houseless people so with that i mean that's kind of normal a lot of houseless folks um, and you know, the idea is, you know, everybody takes care of their own. So there's a makeshift, um, uh, I guess you'd call it like a central community center for people in that park and for the protesters, it's called riot ribs. Right. And that, and basically riot ribs is a, just a giant, um, community. Um, um, basically it's a, it, they've amassed like eight or nine different event tents. Yeah. And then local restaurants businesses are contributing so every day they've got like eight grills going they've got food being contributed it really is waters. i mean everybody's taking care yeah. of everybody it's a total co-op cooperative community thing yeah and in that communal in that communal sense you've got all different um different um demographic types uh, well, you told me there was a little bit types. of a mixing up going on there too right yeah yeah i mean oh you mean infighting and stuff yeah yeah you did you, you told me someone was like shooting at each other or something yeah the last day you had yeah. some infighting yeah, yeah. And people were <laughs> yeah there was there, there were some weapons displayed and stuff um but yeah so there was that and you had um so yeah so getting down there and checking that out was just like there was so much to look at it was so fascinating so many interesting people to take pictures of and something like that, you know, I, I'm not really like a photo, uh, uh, I don't like to like photo bomb people. Yeah. So I didn't want to just run in there with my camera and start taking pictures of people because it's kind of. Be respectful. Yeah. Yeah. I always like to get permission to shoot. And All right. Because, I mean, that's, that's their home kind of, you know, and so yeah. just like you don't want someone walking in your living room taking a picture of you on your couch. It's like people need to have some boundaries, you know. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, you, yeah. And it, so I just kind of walked around for like an hour and just kind of checked things out. And then started helping. Actually, I just volunteered. Started helping move stuff. Oh wow! Helping serve people food. Did you really? Yeah, that's. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's very cool. A big part of Friday, I just worked at Riot Ribs and just helped people move stuff and worked with other people. And from that, I was like, "Hey, listen, I'm all, I'm a photographer. I'm here on assignment. Um, do you guys mind if I take some photographs and stuff?" And everybody was super cool. So I had good access. Yeah, from everybody. So. That was pretty cool. So in that process of helping people out and getting access, 
I started getting to know people that were on the ground, had been there for the full like 50, at that point it was 58 days. Those, and a lot of those folks were like, have you ever been involved with this kind of a protest with this kind of uh, military presence? And I'm like, well, you know, Tampa. And they're like, Mm. no, you don't understand what you're getting into. And it was like what Octavio had told me. Yeah. So they're like, you got to have a gas mask. And they started showing me different forms of munitions that are being used. And I was like, well, I need a gas mask. Yeah. So I just started kind of like, you know, barking up every tree. And finally I found a gas mask, like a badass military issue. Had you ever mask. worn one before? No, I never worn a gas mask quite like this, dude. It was like. It seems like it would be claustrophobic, man. Yeah, they're fucked up. They're really claustrophobic. Plus, wearing glasses. Yeah. You can't wear glasses with the arms of your you glasses. Clip the gla you, did you have to clip the arms <laughs> off or something like that? Yeah, so uh, the glasses I have, I wear are like, you know, $300 Ray-Ban uh -huh. prescription glasses. And my work glasses I had from when I do work, when I do stone work, I brought those just for backups. Uh -huh. And I tried everything to get glasses to fit inside of those damn things. Because the thing is, is you got to, when you're wearing that mask, you've got to look through your viewfinder. Yeah. You've got to be able to see like in your camera and you can't put them outside of the gas mask. Yeah. So I, my, my, my last, my last resort was just break the fuckers. Yeah. So I broke the arms off because I yeah. couldn't find a screwdriver. Wow. So you get your gas mask, you got your helmet. Now, uh, on TV, I see people with leaf blowers and people are fanning smoke with pieces of cardboard and yeah. people have umbrellas, you know, keeping the stuff from coming down on top of their heads. Yeah. From what I understand, like, um, some folks were telling me like, thank, like Riot Ribs, somebody over at Riot Ribs was telling me somebody who was organizing, um, contributions was saying they needed like, uh, they were telling me 200 umbrellas a day. Oh my God. Because umbrellas get destroyed pretty quick. Well, I would imagine. I mean, they get destroyed in the light rain here in Tampa. I can't imagine what they do there in a yeah, protest. The police hate umbrellas. Yeah, they see umbrellas and they just hate them. So uh, you were there for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night? Did you come back Sunday or Monday? I came back Monday. Okay, so you so had three nights there. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. What yeah. was the craziest of the three nights? Or were they all just crazy? <laughs> it's all kind of, it's, it's all, it's all so intense. Um, I think probably the craziest thing for me was, um, I mean, it's all so intense. It was just, um, it was like when you're sitting out there, well, it, it's so, it's so overwhelming in the beginning because around eight o'clock there's a speaker. I think I want to say it's like on city hall, which is like caddy corner from the, um, federal building. Right. And so like low local, like civil rights advocates, black lives matter advocates, um, activists, excuse me, they'll speak. And it's such a great thing because you've got thousands. I, from what I understand is before the feds got there, there were like a hundred people on the ground. Yeah. But now feds are there and they're going crazy. So you've got all these people coming in. There was like probably, I want to say somebody told me 10,000 people. I would say maybe like four or five. Wow. And these are all people listening in there to, you know, people speak and everybody's got a, you know, everybody's got a powerful message. And looking now, was out, there the Christians? Was there the Proud Boys? Was there the Q? Was there the uh, Q and on and on? Yeah, no, I didn't really see too many detractors. It was kind of like if you didn't like it, don't come to the party. Yeah, but you didn't. You just had what was interesting was the the uh, there were people there from various socioeconomic statuses. Yeah, and from various demographic groups. Yeah, so you had 
like you know you you'll hear people talk about like a wall of moms like there's the wall of vets well there's vets and moms i know it took turns two different nights standing in front of everybody yeah there, yeah there, there's the wall of nurses i mean you got people standing and these people are there to shield you know they're there to shield you know the protesters. targets the targets yeah. for the feds yeah and the idea is it's just a standoff it's like you know people stand off and then they come out later and they start shooting in the crowds Here's one of the questions I have, and, and I asked you this a couple of days ago, is we keep referring to them as the, as the feds, but I don't even know that that's an accurate description, right? Because, yeah. uh, you know, I've read some stuff that says that they're all private contractors. It's Eric Prince's crew and, you know, all this old Blackwater Academy, that type of stuff. I mean, do we think it's FBI? Do we think it's Homeland Security? Do we? I mean, what's the prevailing wisdom as to who, who these people are? Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a great question because nobody identifies themselves. There's no insig- there's no name tags. There's no insignias. There's no badges. There's no patches. There's nothing. And they're driving around in unmarked cars. Yeah, and and you think if they were, they don't. I mean, they'll stand in reasonable formations, but a lot of them are just kind of going in different directions. Well, and that's the one thing. And I don't know, was it you or who was it said it that that you know they're supposed to just protect the federal building, but that they were venturing blocks and blocks away? Yeah, exactly. That, and that right there is a crime. Like, um, right? They're supposed to. They're there to protect the federal building. But that's not what they do. What they do is at the end of the night, they just get pissed and they they storm out. And they'll go four or five blocks into the city. Yeah. Just looking for, yeah. mix it up. Yeah. And they'll set up, they'll set up a perimeter. And yeah. they'll, they'll, that perimeter will sit in every, on all four lanes of an intersection. <clears throat> and, and they're not doing anything. Yeah. So you got protesters that are like, you're in our city. <clears throat> We're not going to leave just because you're standing here. Yeah. You know, like. You want us to go home? Well, that, we're not going to go home. Those yeah. people are those people aren't going to go home. They're pissed. They, they're like, get out of our city, and you, you can't chase us down our streets and abduct us without letting us know who you are. Well, here's another That's question so I have, uh, and, and here's something I didn't even think of till just now. What's to stop just any fucking weirdo from putting on camo and getting in a minivan? It's like, how do you even know who you're dealing with? Well, that, and that's what they're doing. They're like drawing all all sorts of international unrest because. It's becoming like a circus. Yeah. And yeah, man, it's just this guy, Trump, man, he just he he's just playing it. He He's he's playing the game so he can get um, playing re- for reelected. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what was what was something that caught you off guard or that was un- was there something that surprised you that was there? Did you you know, was there any moments of revelation or catharsis where, you know, you just got caught up in the moment or something? You know, there was a situation, <clears throat> you know, as a photographer, I really, even though, <clears throat> I mean, if, if you look at my Instagram, <clears throat> if you look at my social media, obviously you can see where my political values are. How Staunch I Republican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like, you know, and some people would argue that, you know, a uh, good journalist doesn't put his views out there and, and, and you know, whatever. Um uh, you can call me what you want, an activist, journalist, whatever. I, I do what I do and it's the way I do it. I'm not trying to make anybody um, like me or hate me. So anyway, in that, in that, when I shoot, I do try to stay out of what's going on. Right. I have my views and I'll, I'll report my views on my social media. But when I'm shooting, I don't really get involved because like, I'm trying to capture life, not 
alter life. Right. That's what, the subjects are there to do that. Right. You don't want to influence the subject. I don't want to influence the subject. I mean, if you pay me and we're doing portraits, I'm going to pose you and influence the subject. That's different. But j- photojournalism isn't about that. Yeah. Photojournalism is about <clears throat> um, catching life as life happens. That's my definition of it. So <clears throat> you might ask me, like, was there a moment where I was like, oh, shit. I did have a moment, a couple moments like that. One would be where um, there was a f- small fire set in an intersection. Uh-huh. And I'm taking pictures, you know, of, of people. Just d- that's what I do. And somebody came over to put the fire out. Uh-huh. And this person was someone who was who was like you know helping cork intersections and stuff. Like in protest terms, those are like corkers. Those are people that like kind of block intersections and make things safe and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So this was someone like that, and that person was putting the fire out. And a group of other people were like threatening violence on this guy for doing oh, this. Oh wow! And this this person said you're giving Trump exactly what you want by burning this, yeah. by setting these little fires. Yeah. He's like, you gotta like, he's like, do it the right way. You can't. Yeah. And, 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 and he was, he was very passionate and I, I just stayed out of it, took photographs, but this person had a lot of passion and, yeah. and this person was like, just hearing that person use the word, like we can't give him what he wants. It really made it seem like a small, you know, when you think about the president you think about, you know, everless stuff seems so far away. Yeah, but it's really at your back really, door. Yeah, it's really at your, at back your front door. door yeah. Because that's you know, and this person, his point was, this was this is all they're going to show on Fox News. Right, they're just going to show this shit, and it's gonna. Well, you got you. You can't play checkers. You got to play chess, and it's not just about what you're doing on the street, but it's what message you're putting out to the world right. and, and how that's going to be portrayed. So, yeah, totally. And, and, and then, and then, you know, maybe those people were agitators too. Like maybe those people were from the other side. Yeah, trying yeah. to set because you just don't know, man. I mean, now you said in one of your posts, I saw that that you felt that they were specifically shooting at press, the the feds. <clears throat> Did, yeah, did, 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 they, they do. They target you. Yeah. And what, what is it? Is it pellets? Is it bean bags? Is it gas canisters? What is it that they're? Well, they have these, they have, they have different forms of munitions. One is a uh, scat shell. Uh-huh. And uh, those, those, I, I actually, I don't, I don't really know how those work. That, that was a casing I found. Um, they've got these nine banger flash grenades. Which they'll just pop nine times. Yeah, they're just like holy shit. They're loud. Yeah, yeah, they're super loud and they're in your face. They uh, they have their standard um, rubber bullets that they hit you with. They're supposed to shoot those at the ground and the bean bags, but when like we were pinned down when the gate came down on Saturday, it was just like you just heard them flying by your head. Like well, you got like your pants melted or your backpack melted, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, they. they shoot these these um canisters at you and one of them shot they shot it directly at me through a hole in the fence and it 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 went in between my bag and my jeans so and as it was burning it caught my bag on fire jesus christ it was this camera bag right here did all your gear make it through why got to get wow yeah I mean, yeah my gear did okay you know, I left a battery charger in the hotel. Yeah, you're down a cell phone too. Yeah, down a cell phone. Were you? Was it? I mean, were you scared, or was it your adrenaline just going? Were you just in the moment? I mean, did, did I, it- I really was never scared. I was just like, I was just like, um, yeah, I was in the moment, definitely. And I, I was just like, 
you need to just keep taking pictures. Yeah. That's all I kept telling myself, like, like, don't, you're here to take photographs. And, uh, so yeah, like I didn't have time to be scared. I was just too involved in trying to capture the moment and try to frame everything the best I could. Yeah. Because it's all about framing. You got some amazing photos, man. I, I, I love, I saw the ones, like, like I said earlier, that you put up on Creative Loki and the ones that you sent me and you got such a broad swath of what's going on. But I wanted to ask you, did you have any interaction with police or feds at all? Like, did you talk to any of them? Did you have any kind yeah. of interaction with them or was it just kind of us and them? So like, yeah, that's a good question. Right. So the, uh, the national, the, nat, the, the national professional photography association, photographers association, yeah. that's a, uh, that's like a trade organization for visual journalists. Um, I'm a member of them I, and they have a code of ethics that you have to follow. And I, the last couple of weeks I've been learning a lot about that because I'm really into photojournalism. Sure. And, uh, what, um, <clears throat> learning from the photographers that were arrested in Minneapolis during the original George Floyd riots, right. um, and protests, the interaction with police, the best way to, um, uh, de-escalate that is basically when they come at you, you just hold your credentials, yeah. hold your hands up and hold your cameras up. Yeah. So I spent later in the night as they were just throwing people on the ground. I mean, I take photos and then I had, it's like you, in my hand, I had a dummy card. Uh -huh. So if they tried to take my camera, I give Smart. them a bullshit card. Yeah. yeah. SD cards. So I, my interaction with them would be, they would come up to me and I have my hands up because they can't do anything if your hands up, like hands up, don't shoot. Yeah. And I would basically be like, here I am. Yeah. And you know, a couple of times it's, I just have to say like, I'm working. Yeah. And so are you. So I'm doing my job. Yeah. And, um, there's, there's a couple of sayings, you know, hands up, don't shoot. And then there's, there's like walk, don't run. You, you can't, you can't run away from those people. Then, yeah. then they start shooting you. Yeah. And it happens. You see it happen time and time again. You walk away from them. Wow. And you don't look like you're trying to get away from them. Right. So, yeah, there was that. And then, you know, when they would, um, you know, uh, when they would, you know, do these formations and block intersections, I would just get as close as I could. And I would basically be up to their feet. And I just take close-ups. Yeah, and they didn't like that, you know. I'm sure. My my whole rule on 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 this kind of photography is that when people are running away, you run towards. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm. Cause that's I, where it's happening. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to catch them when when they're blinking. So, uh, I'm sure you met some probably amazing people. Did you make any other friends with the press out there? Did you? Yeah, I, I met some real cool people, man. I mean, it was cool to meet Octavio and yeah. talk about you know photography with him. Uh, I met a I, I met a, a real cool lady from Sky News. Um, her name's Sally, and uh, she's British. She shoots. Uh, she's a, a, a journalist for them. Right. And uh, uh, yeah, you just meet so so many interesting people. Um, I, I met a, a really cool um, uh, journalist from Iceland. Oh wow! And I took so for all these people, I took a lot of photos of them. Like, yeah. like, hey, you're shooting. I'm like, yeah, this is my contact. So I did a lot of documentary work too. Have you even or, been able to go through all the photos that you've taken yet? I have. You know, it's funny. I was up at Creative Loafing. I'm still editing, you know, and I was just going through stuff. With Colin and Ray were in there working on some stories, right. that, that we got coming out this week. And uh, yeah, we were just like, holy shit, man! There's so much. 
there's so much so much in there. I took like six thousand frames. I wish I wish the COVID. I mean, if you didn't have this COVID, it would be so great to do a show somewhere, you know, to put it up and have people come and look around. Or, I mean, I, yeah. you, you got to do. I, I hope you do something with it other than, you know, yeah, present I it in some fashion. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I want to work on some, maybe in, in 2021, I want to, I've got so much photography that I've been doing. I want to, I definitely want to work on like a protest series and then if it, to monetize it, you know, contribute, con contribute, you know, I, I want to put money back into the community. Right. So I'd like to figure out a way to, you know, be part of, you know, helping out some, you know, community activists. I bet your family was glad to have you back safe though. Yeah, my mom was freaked out because when the phone got taken, then my mother was just watching the news. Well, Ray Ray texted me. I think it was when you were flying out there. He's like, so what's the plan if he gets arrested? I was like, <laughs> I, I got him out there. You fucking figured out if he gets arrested. You get him out. Yeah, no, but uh, no arrests, no major injuries, a, a burnt pack and a, and a fucked up phone. And Dude, I, I will tell you this. Memory. During the day when, when you go out in Portland, when yeah. you hit the park, the whole fucking place, you can't breathe. The whole place. Well, you, like so you pepper. said uh, that. So what, tell me about that. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause I mean, so like all my, my bags, this camera bag, uh -huh. these shoes, yeah, all this white, all the white shit on these shoes. This is all freaking mace. That's crazy. Or, um, sorry. Tear gas. Yeah. It's all, it's that shit's like white. It's like a white paste. And it's just, I mean, it, did, did you breathe any of it in? Did you? Oh yeah, you do. You, you can't avoid it. And, and when you're downtown during the day and you walk around, it's just all pepper. As soon as the wind blows, that it shit gets in your lungs. Stuff. Yeah. You said you were getting back on the plane. You were just covered in it. Yeah, I was covered in it. My bags were covered in it. When I got home, Melissa made me go in a shed and take off yeah. all my clothes. And burn them and then wash them. And she them. saved yeah. me. She just burned a bunch of sage on me. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, well, I, I really appreciate you coming in. Uh, you know, did, did did this change you, do you think? Did this did this leave a, a, a footprint on you somehow? I mean, not that you needed to be more uh, zealously in opposition of the current administration or, you know, your, your views on things. But what, what what did you take away from it? I mean, uh, you've been through some a, shit in your life. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I've been through a lot of shit, man, you know. You've been an interesting uh, life. we got to write a book. <laughs> I know. Um, you got stories to tell. You know, it, it, it helped me um, – I mean, every time you go through something, I try to find, you know, the, the gratitude loophole. Yeah. You know, walk away with it with gratitude. But um, you're just it, angrier or were you? I don't, actually, it was just so it was so powerful in, to watch so many people come together, like the whole like wall of vets, wall of moms, just seeing like thousands of people come together, you know, um, in the common goal of racial justice and understanding. Yeah. You know, on a systemic level and, you know, people wanting to, you know, take money from government and put it into helping everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like an issue. It's like, why don't like, let's not split and let's not split each other up. Let's come together Yeah. and help each other. Yeah. So that was so powerful. Like, it, and, and that's how protests in Tampa are. They're, I, they're positive. And it's only until law enforcement comes out and flexes their muscle that it becomes a problem. Right. And that's not necessary. And there's there's reasons for all that. So what I took away from it was it was pretty awesome to have that experience. Um, also, as a photographer, I mean, it was probably 
the you're most like a wartime photographer now, man. You've been, yeah. in, you've been in the shit. I mean, it wasn't real bullets, but it was well, but still, it, I mean, as yeah. close as you can yeah. get. I mean, to be pinned underneath that gate, uh, with when that gate fell, I was pinned with like three other, uh, three other journalists, and we were like, "What the fuck?" So. They're was it shooting. like a link fence or like a wrought iron gate or what was it? No, it's that gate. It's that portable gate. They're like these oh. like 10 foot tall, eight foot wide panels and they're all like welded together. Yeah. So, they, it, but when they came down, we were kind of buried underneath all this like fire, yeah. firepower. And even though they're, they're, they call them quote unquote non-lethal, those huh. things will mess you up. And we have- You've been seeing them pictures of all week of people who caught around through the glass. So their, their eyes are just fucking blown up. The gas mask was so was was great because yeah. it, it was uh, protect you. I got shot in the face like twice. Um, so, but being caught underneath that, it, it was this is the most fascinating feeling ever. Like you're like this is how I'm gonna go. <laughs> it was just crazy. <laughs> yeah. feeling. I mean, and all these people are running around, and 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 you hear these. It was like so dystopian because there there are these. Uh, giant loudspeakers going off. There's all these like stormtrooper looking people walking around and they're just throwing freaking tear gas on everything. And you're just like, wow, this is fucking insane. I know, man. <laughs> it's just crazy. But thank you for making it happen, man. Oh, I, 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 I want to say definitively, like people were, were like saying stuff to me. I was like, I didn't do fucking shit. I was, I was watching the last dance on Netflix in, in, in Anna Maria <laughs> while you're in Portland getting shot at. So I just, I, I'm just, I'm glad I know you. I'm glad you're brave enough to do it. I'm, I'm proud that you had the idea that you went and did it, that you got great pictures out of it. I mean, it's just rad. I just think that's the best thing ever. So I, I think that's so awesome. I can't wait to see you know, more of those photos and more what comes for it. I hope you do a book or a zine or a, I don't know. I do know a, all these, these Glenn. You got to do a Glenn Friedman book, yeah, man. man. I'm getting you on the Glenn Friedman thing. Yeah, it's, you got me on that next, kick. We'll, we'll bind it. We'll, we'll, let's do it. That's I love what, his that's, shooting style. He's wide and close. That's like our me. next project, man. Yeah. I, I love it. So yeah, what'd you man. bring me? Okay. So the, the uh, present I got you, you know, I had to get you a present that was here. I'm going to let you dig in here and uh -oh. pull it out yourself. Is it, is it alive? Is it going to bite me? No, it may make you cough. Oh, is this the one? That's the one I bought. I bought it off the street. That there, I, I didn't ask any. I think, uh, Are you sure, man? This is meaningful for you. You know what? Here, here's the deal. The only way I want it back is if I go into another one. I, I get for sure. Back. This but, will be like your back cave. Can dude, we make this Dave Decker's back cave? Yeah. Like you come in and I'll put your <laughs> cape on. You're fucking, oh, it's badass. So uh, obviously we don't have video here, but he brought me the gas mask. Wow, that is badass. And that gas mask has been through it, brother. Been through some shit. Well, I'm here's what here's what the deal is. I'll hold it for you, but if you change your mind or, or you're going into it again, I'll if, give it right back to the, you. If the feds come into Tampa and, and, and they're fogging us, let you, me let you me know where to come. Yeah. So rad. Thank you so much. That's so super cool. Does it do you so you like it? Oh my God! I'm gonna start wearing it to court. Okay. I'm start, <laughs> so we're doing we're doing the, the virtual virtual hearings in court. I'm gonna start object object, Your Honor. <laughs> you know you can get away with it because you could say it's COVID. Yeah, just just <laughs> being thoughtful. I'm social distancing. That is so badass. Thank you so much. That's yeah, really man. rad. Thank thank you, man. You 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 gave me an opportunity of a lifetime. Is there I'm is there anything you want to say to the listeners about <laughs> Portland, about the president, about politics, about the State of the Union, anything? I don't think I can say anything. That's going to change anybody's mind. You, yeah. You, you, um, all I can say is, is that don't believe everything you see on TV and, and everybody, we just have to look out for each other. We have to advocate for each other. 
and just we have to love each other. Well, you're you're a man you're a man for our times. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm glad you're back safe. Uh, I can't wait to see more photos. Hoping for some more big sad music when you. Oh, I know. Man. The rest of the bands get off their ass and come practice with you, and 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 I wish you all the best. Thank you, brother. Thank, Thank you, you sir. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.